Hi, everybody. Hi, Celine. Hi, Hi. And hello, my dear friend, Dr. David Milch. And David, please tell us where are we and what are we doing? Where are we and what are we doing? Hello, Tilly. Hello, mm -hmm. Tiffany. It's lovely to be here on Suzaman. And we are in lovely Jersey City, New Jersey, at Parlay Studios. I'm here with two wonderful, wonderful artists, Lauren Bergman and Ella Milch Sharif. And we're talking about a project which is very dear to us Lives Eliminated, Dreams Illuminated. We call it Letty. And we're here to talk about how the beautiful paintings of Lauren Bergman and the haunting and extraordinary music of Ella Milch came together to give us insight to a very difficult period in history, the Holocaust, something that's very meaningful in my family. Both my parents went through the Holocaust. I'm a child of two Holocaust survivors. And Silly and Sippy, this is something you know about so well, being Israeli. And that's why we're together to discuss the Holocaust, to discuss this exhibition, to give you a little sense of what we're doing here at Parley Studios here in Jersey City. Here's a brief video that shows what the studio looks like. You'll have a glimpse of some of the paintings and then we'll discuss it further. Okay. We just want to, to say that Ella and David are cousins, first cousins, and both families are, they're both a second generation for Holocaust people. So those paintings so. were painted by Lauren? Yes. Right. So the paintings you're seeing here on the walls of the studio where we are right now, broadcasting with you were painted by Lauren Bergman. Say hello, Lauren. Hello. <laughs> so you so the paintings are based on they're based on So there's a whole story here and uh, we have the time to talk about it. Uh, I first met Lauren Bergman in March of 2019 at the beautiful Pierre Hotel. Uh, our film company was presenting one of its documentaries and uh, in between the morning and the afternoon session I noticed that there were some paintings in a room off from the main area where we were meeting and I went to look at uh, the paintings and I was mesmerized by the painting that I saw and the photograph that was mounted next to the painting and I realized immediately as you can see um, in the video that we just saw that the paintings are accompanied by a photograph, and the photograph is of a young girl who lost her life in the Holocaust. And Lauren uh, was transfixed by the photographs and was, I guess you could say, um, obsessed to start making paintings based upon these photographs and whatever she could learn about these young girls. In fact, um, a, a collection of over 20 paintings has been produced now and through a series of circumstances, I had the opportunity to introduce my cousin, my second cousin, Ella Milch Sharif, who's here with us in the studio, to Lauren. And something magical happened when they met a few months later in June of 2019. Ella is an accomplished composer, one of the most honored composers in Israel today. And Ella said, these paintings are speaking to me. I hear music. And Ella and Lauren started to collaborate. Ella composed unique musical compositions for each painting. And the idea then became to do an exhibition. And as life would have it, that got us into early 2020, Corona and all the things that were going on. We could not do a museum exhibition, so we put everything online. And then 
we reinitiated the idea of doing an exhibition in fall of last year, in 2022, and we will be having this exhibition at the Hadassah Brandeis Institute this fall. It'll then move to Miami, Florida, the Jewish Museum of Florida, and we've just learned that the Museum of Memory and Tolerance in Mexico City will be doing a major exhibition in the spring of 24, or the fall of 24, or the spring of uh, 25. That's the, the basic overview, Tilly and Zippy, of what brings us to the studio today in this conversation. To give you a little more insight and to turn this over to the artists who are here with us, there's an origin story of how Lauren came to understand that there were stories that needed to be told through her remarkable ability as a painter. And we're going to uh, present a clip which talks about uh, what happened in August 2017 that prompted all of this that uh, we're talking about today. Okay. And I watched what was happening in Charlottesville, which is not far from where I grew up. It just wrenched me. It, it really translates to a loss of compassion in many ways that, that we're disconnected. In your case, you went to the internet to try to understand a little bit about this rise of anti-Semitism and you came across a photograph that prompted you to start these I, portraits. I looked further and she had been uh, killed in the Holocaust. And, and it was like a sudden realization that I wanted to tell a story about her. Powerful, my God! It's so powerful. So powerful. The music and the look. Painting. Look at us, right? <laughs> I like looking at you. I like. Looking yeah, at it will force you. <laughs> but, let's have, us. but let's have Lauren and Ella tell us a little bit about the process of it's the amazing. work that uh, that they're doing. Did you finish already, or are you still working on more uh, stories and more girls? Yeah. Lauren, Sorry. why don't you start? Why don't you please do? Um, to be honest, there was the collection of 20 paintings, and I realized I couldn't stop, that, that I felt these stories, so many stories needed to be told, and I felt um, compelled by these souls that... Uh, that they need to be remembered also. And uh, so I'm continuing. I, I, you know, I don't feel finished at all. How, how did you get from looking at the picture of this nude young woman, woman in this case, and then portray her with flowers and so many colors? Uh, was it like trying to bring her back to life? What was it in your Absolutely. mind? Absolutely. When, um, when I read the story be behind that particular photo, um, it, it, it's really just unimaginable that humans could do this 
to other humans. She, um, there are two versions that I've researched, and one is that she snuck out of the ghetto to get some butter to, to bake her young child's birthday cake. And when she snuck out of the ghetto, um, she was assaulted and her clothes were ripped from her and they smeared her with butter and then they killed her. And, um, and uh, that's one research, but again, the, the, it's hard to know the hard facts. Um, a lot of people were taking pictures and a lot of the pictures that were taken, they were not journalists taking the pictures, they were taking them for fun, for their pleasure. They were citizens and, and Nazi soldiers who, they weren't supposed to be taking pictures, but they were taking them for their pleasure. And this photograph came actually from a reel of film that was discovered not that long ago. Um, and uh, to, to look in her eyes and see what's been ripped away and to sense her, her humiliation and her terror, um, I just felt like, what could I do? What, 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 what is possible to change the feelings for her rather than people look and, and, and it's almost with, I can't look at that. So um, you try to recapture uh, her in the colors and the surroundings that maybe she wished to be in? Yeah, to give her, so that people will look at her and, and see that she was a, a wonderful living soul and had, you know, hopes and dreams like all of us. And um, when I painted her, I painted her nude because I felt it was important that all of her be there. And then I gave her a dress so that she, she could have her dignity back. Right. You know, what's interesting, the first minute, the first second that I saw the paintings without knowing the stories behind fully and without seeing the little girl's photos next to it. And I think Ella maybe can relate to this for a sec because the, the cards for, for Rosh Hashanah that we used to have in Israel were very sweet like this and very hopeful and with girls and dresses and flowers and birds and the butterflies. And, and then when you see it with the music, it brings you back to the horror. So there so is a counterpoint. Go, there's a light, that's it's right. Almost a counterpoint, Ella, yeah. right? I mean, you, you created the haunting, uh, unbelievable, painful, um, moments, dramatic moments, which are really haunting with the picture, which looks like our Rosh Hashanah little cards. Yeah. cards. And the counterpoint is so, and the uh, juxtaposition, it's so incredible. What, I don't know if you may, if you planned it this way, Ella. Well, um, it, it, it's a combination. Uh, what inspired me 
was uh, the combination of the painting and the photo and the text or the lack of text. So the whole thing inspired me, uh, the, the beauty of Lorraine's paintings and the innocence, the sometimes even naivety, together with the horrible story uh, is combined in the music, but the music is not a background music. It's a composition inspired by what I grasp from the combination of the photo and the music. But uh, I, I would like very much, I know it's a free conversation in Suzaman, and uh, I would like to say something about David. Um, he's sitting here as a moderator and narrator, but he's not that. I, I really want to uh, tell you something. Every art or artist needs a prophet behind him in order to bring the art to, to the public, to the audience, to the knowledge of the people. And uh, there, is, there are people who have the ability to foresee, to combine people, to, to bring people together, even if they not beforehand know exactly what it will bring, or they guess, but they bring people together. And David is that kind of a person. And it's not because he is my cousin, because I always witness it with him. He brought me to Lorenz studio nearby in the Mana a Contemporary Center. Uh, and I was there with David and my son Aviv. And I see these beautiful, colorful, big paintings. And then I'm coming closer and I see black and white photos nearby. And David is watching me very carefully. And I look and I read the text. And I hear Lorraine's story. And I look at the eyes of David. And he's smiling at me. And he knows exactly what I'm going to say. I said, David, I hear music. I will compose music to these paintings. Wasn't it like that? It was exactly like that. It was a magical moment. Yeah, and uh, I really, I, I would like to take this free opportunity to thank David for it, because he brought Lorraine and me. Oh, it's unbelievable. We didn't know each other. We didn't know that something like that will happen. And of course, he, with his foundation that he founded, gave the support and gives the support to it. It's not obvious that somebody is doing a thing like that. So it, it's really very special. And it's a very special project. I, I don't think anybody did anything like this before. Well, it's interesting you bring that up, Tilly. And first mm -hmm. of all, my dear cousin,
I always say, my dear sister, I have a younger brother, and Ella had an older sister. I didn't have a sister, and you didn't have a brother, but we almost consider one another to be brother and sister, although we're cousins, and there's a lot of family connections. But what connects us here is exactly what you're saying, Ella, and exactly what you're saying, Lauren. There's something about art, something about brilliant art, the craft of it, and the intentionality, and the the uh, the discovery and the the serendipity, um, being inspired, possessed perhaps by the terrible um, rally, the obscenity of Charlottesville, and starting to do these paintings, and then the serendipity, the accidental circumstance of you meeting Lauren uh, in uh, a few months after I saw the paintings at the Pierre in March of 2019, and in June. You were uh, with, with me at, uh, at Mana Contemporary. And here we are. We have this collection of paintings, Tilly and Zippy, and um, we have these compositions, and we have videos now, and there's a real momentum. And the question is, why are we doing all of this? Um, you know, the question is, what does art bring to our life? And this is something that you've discussed on Suzaman many times in your wonderful program. And we're living in difficult times uh, in, in, in this world, in Israel, in the United States, all over. And, you know, we can get big-headed, fat-headed about it and think that, oh, I have a way of bringing people together. We have a way of breaking through the, the fog and, the, and the, you know, the, the, the sense of frustration. And art may not have all the answers for us, but at least it gives us a handhold individually you know, when you talk about the Holocaust, and of course, we're Jewish. Ella, your parents are Holocaust survivors. My parents are Holocaust survivors. So it's, not a, it's, it's natural or it's understandable that the Holocaust would be something that was active in our life. But we see many challenges in the world today, different groups, whether sexual orientation or geographic location of origin or race, color, creed, all of these things that are coming together. You say six million Jews were killed in the Holocaust, one and a half million children. The numbers numb us, but when you see one photograph as right. Lauren, and you make a painting, you see a movie like Schindler's List, you see something which suddenly grabs you. How do we take this to a wider audience? And that's really the goal of Letty, with the educational program and the support of the universities and so forth that, that we're working with. But it's with. amazing how Ella was also, you know, also succeeded uh, to almost externalize the internal. Well, the that's internal exactly horror and she brings Internalizing it the internal. That's a brilliant way of saying it, silly. Please, Tippi, please. Yeah, continue. so it's very powerful this way, and you feel like you're diving in, and you are yourself at the moment, and also connecting to the soul and this, the, 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 I don't know, the imagination and the the zeal for life of through the paintings. Exactly. The nation is like amazing. It's unbelievable. Sure. We actually have a clip which talks, we'll, we'll just play the clip and then we can talk about it, uh, where Ella, you speak to, in a sense, what the music does to the viewer. We'll play that clip now. Without music, there could be a lot of things forgotten. For instance, the phrase, we shall overcome someday, we, or one day, we can say it once, twice, but the music 
makes it. We shall overcome and we cannot forget because the music makes the emotional connection. David, I want to ask you something. Um, the Holocaust, six million Jews, but at the time of the Holocaust, many others were murdered and many millions had Holocaust of their own. And today, still, people are getting killed everywhere and kids are getting killed everywhere. Why not to open it to everybody? Well, Why in fact, that's exactly what we're doing, Tilly. And we didn't prepare this in advance. For example, with the Museum of Memory and Tolerance in Mexico, when I uh, presented this to Jose Galicot, the leader of the Jewish community in Mexico, with his own museum in Tijuana. And uh, we were at a conference um, in Mexico talking about different projects we were doing. And Jose happened to talk about uh, the art that he collected. And I started to talk about Letty. And it was almost like he levitated out of the chair and said, that's exactly what we should be doing. We need to bring art to the people. In Mexico, we have all kinds of challenges, the youth that get into gangs and drugs and political problems, economic problems. And he uses his museum and his resources to encourage, especially youth in some of the more challenging areas, to experience art and to practice art. And he brings it into the museum and into the schools. And when he heard about lead, he says, we have to bring this to Mexico. He reached out to the most important museum that deals with these kinds of issues in Mexico City. And I said to the curator there, the executive director, we should identify an artist, a Mexican artist, and a Mexican composer, and come up with a theme, in the case of Letty, the Holocaust, based upon the photographs, and encourage this painter or painters and this composer, composers to put a collection together to use Letty and the educational work that we're doing as an extension. And of course, we could talk about so many areas of the world and the, the, what happened in Rwanda and the Congo, what's happened to the Yazidis in, in, uh, in Iran, what, what's happened to the Uyghurs, and it's still happening. Yeah, and we but you know, I want to go back for to if I may to the last clip we saw because both Lorraine, as I said before, we look at it and we see the beauty, the love, the life that was taken from these girls, and then the music. You know, there is a melody there, uh, a company, but the company is really a lot of dissonance, uh, dissonant uh, chords, right, Ella? Uh, in the last clip. I used a very known Yiddish song, yes. yeah. uh, Rosenkels and Mandeln. Uh, and so it's, it's very melodic, but the, but the, but you know, but it's under very dissonant notes, right? Yeah. Uh, usually, in all those uh, compositions, there are a lot of dissonances uh, because the the contrast between right beauty and the terrible 
uh, destiny uh, must speak in the music as right. well. So, you know, and it's very accessible. I think that therefore it's so important to send it in, you know, and bring it all over the world. First, because, you know, everybody can really, it's very relate. engaging, it's very compelling, and everybody can relate it because people are afraid. Everybody in the world is afraid that the most important thing to them will be taken any moment. So they can share the story. It's very accessible. And also, you know, the idea of the beauty that was taken in, and, you know, that we see it in the paintings and then the devastation, which is also part of the music, I think everybody can grasp it. It's very, it's really so powerful that people can relate to it and doesn't matter. So you are right, Silly, it should be everywhere. Mm -hmm. And that is our goal. Zippy, you bring up the, the last clip in the painting. It happens that that painting is very personal. Um, that's actually a painting of my family right. on my mother's side. And uh, most of my mother's family, over 100 people died in the Holocaust. My mother was one of three survivors herself and, uh, and two cousins. And we recently did um, a Zoom event with Governor Phil Murphy and um, we presented this painting and the extraordinary music that accompanies it. Um, and, and Governor Murphy had some comments and we have a clip um, on those comments. And uh, we have a very special guest that joined us on that Zoom and you'll see that in a moment. We need a zero tolerance world. And I'll, I'll leave you with one other thought. It can't be just the 2.4% of our population that's Jewish. It can't just be the Holocaust survivors. It can't just be governors or mayors or presidents or senators. Um, it's got to be literally every single one of us. Uh, it doesn't matter what, what our occupation is, what our relationship to the Jewish faith is or the Holocaust. Every one of us needs to be in this fight because if we don't, my fear is we won't win it. And again, I'm incredibly honored to be with not only Team Milch, and I thank David for the invitation, and Mrs. Milch, God bless you. We must never be silent. We must do everything, or at least something like this. Otherwise, we are in danger as a society, as a people. What an honor it's been to meet you all, and thank you so much for having me, everybody. This was, so was Lisa, David's wow. mom. What and a clip. She's an My incredible God. woman. What incredible woman. Wow. wow. Yes. But I, you know, I, it's I, me. Don't ask him. That was Governor Phil Murphy, yeah. who did a whole Zoom event with us, and we brought on my mother. And I do believe we actually have another clip with mom speaking very personally about at 92 years old right. and so coherent, remembering everything, talking about to the extent that we can draw lessons from something as terrible as the Holocaust. Very and forceful woman, yeah. We'll Everything which I had during my childhood is divided into two periods. Anti-Semitism, as I knew it on my own skin, is very, very much part of that. Without anti-Semitism, some horrible things were happening through history, but in that kind of an organized, brutal, unbelievably vicious manner as I personally saw, heard, and witnessed 
never happened before. Anti-Semitism is the result it's of that. Impossible it's impossible to sit, to sit in this very comfortable, beautiful, well-appointed, warm, clean apartment and to think that overnight, like that, things can turn to such viciousness. It scares me to think about it because then I pose the question to myself, what is it that we can do? Never to stop talking about it. Exactly. So can you tell me something? There is a text because, you know, I feel that we look at the pictures, we hear the music, and the text is our thoughts relating to it. So I don't, there is Absolutely, a Zippy. Yeah. The actual exhibition here in the studio, we have all 23 paintings. There's a photo that accompanies each painting, as you know, and then there's a text of the information that we have about the photo, the year, the name of the girl, the family, and some context. And then in the actual exhibition, we'll, we present the painting, the music with a voiceover that explains as much as we can. The goal is to try to give, as we call it, the Letty experience, as well as other elements that we're bringing together, both historical and artistic. And um, so far, it's having, uh, as you can see in the video here, once again, you see the extent of the paintings, the, these incredible paintings. I, I have to say, Lauren, you've heard me say this before and I never tire of saying it. The paintings aren't just meaningful and impactful, they're so beautifully done. You know, what you've, and how you've brought, how you've illuminated as the exhibition title, Dreams Illuminated, Lives Illuminated, Basically, but you know the discrepancy. You you enter this this room with all those paintings, and you say so beautiful, and then the music comes in, and then you hear what it is, and the discrepancy can tear you apart. But you know, putting the little picture, the little photo uh, next to the painting puts you right on a personal level because all of a sudden it gets the real face and the real story and it's hard to, to swallow the whole combination. And I think that the combination between the real person, the painting and the music locks you in. Completely. And it brings it to the really, to the different feel. So we all share what you felt. Yeah, Means Lauren, Lauren I, when you felt and what uh, Ella felt when you first encountered those pictures. When, uh, when Ella came into my studio, we met together and we were just chatting, just, um, you know, small talk, introduced ourselves. And I immediately felt this profound connection just um, that this was a person that, that was someone I needed to know more. And, and as it turned out, it was within a few minutes we figured out that we could work together, that this was, and, and up until that point, I had been just working along on my little, you know, working away at what I was working on. And it was like the whole project became three-dimensional, that it, it doesn't just exist, the painting and the 2D surfaces, that now it's a world. It's an experience. You walk in and, and you're enveloped 
in the art and the music. I, I, may I say something? Oh, yes, sure. Okay, I came to the studio just uh, half an hour ago, and I see in front of me all the paintings. Now, uh, you must understand, I saw, I, I met Lorraine in June 2019, but I started composing in March 2020, after, right after lockdown, the COVID lockdown. I was all alone in Tel Aviv, alone with my dog only, not allowed to go out, but with a dog, some 100 meters, I don't know how much it is here. And uh, all the paintings came to me through the computer. I saw some of the paintings in Lorraine's studio, but most of them she painted after we met or during the process when I composed. And now I sit here and I see my friends because all of those girls and all of those paintings came to my room in Tel Aviv and I was alone with them. I got befriended with them and now I'm looking at them and all my friends are here, you know? It's an amazing phenomenon for me, really. <laughs> So, yeah, also, I just want to I just want also to mention, you know, that uh, it's incredible because I'm sure both Lorraine and you, Ella, connected to the thoughts mm. of the pictures, the original pictures. You connected because we look at them, and you know, we can connect to what they're thinking. You know, it's not just how they feel because the situation is clear, but connecting to the thoughts. Both of you really captured it and, and I mean I never saw anything so powerful I must admit. Wow. Thank, I'm very thank you so much. Well, it takes a painter, it takes a composer, it takes shall we say David. <laughs> no this is very rare a producer who can really hold all the visions of the people who create it's and you don't see that, but there's a team of people here in this studio and a team of people in our foundation. So there's the two of you and everything that you've been doing, Tilly, and that Leon, you know, your husband who passed away and what he represented, the work that he did. We're really an extended family through this initiative, through this project. And um, we're going to be meeting with with art advisors and music and people from Brandeis University and from and, and, and from Miami and as I described Mexico and the Suzaman family that are watching this we welcome you reaching out to us lives illuminated dreams illum illuminated it's a it's a tongue twister sometimes <laughs> even that's, after that was incredible lives illuminated you. dreams illuminated and but quite seriously, we welcome inquiries from universities, from institutions, from um, museums. We welcome ideas. We welcome journalists and people writing stories and covering it and giving us the input. We welcome input from you, Zippy and, and Silly, as we try to navigate 
this exhibition and the paintings and the music would speak for themselves, they are exactly as we encounter them. But the lessons that can be drawn from that and trying to draw from the audience a sense of what's new and different in their experience of the Holocaust, the suffering of the Jews, and the wider suffering and, and, and challenges that we see in the world today. And maybe in some small way, without getting big-headed about it, we can do some tikkun olam, as they say. Amazing. We can contribute to some, to yeah. some healing. Tilly and Zippy, if you have any additional comments, please. Uh, You're overwhelmed. This is an amazing project, and uh, I think it should go to schools because I think this is an easier project to bring to kids. And, um, and uh, as we go further away from survivors, that's the only thing that's left. So I think this is a, a great tool. But anyway, David, as usual, um, always good projects, always interesting stuff, and always more. And girls, I thank you, Ella and the, the Lorraine. This is one of the really incredible, wonderful. inspiring moments yeah. that I encountered lately. Unbelievable. Thank you so much, and thank you, everybody. Yeah, thanks, thank you, and see you next week. Yeah, bye.